Hello, everybody, and welcome to Semi-Relatable Content, the podcast with no rules, no boundaries, and most importantly, no judgment. No matter where or how you're listening, I hope you're all ready to have a good time. I'm really excited for this one. I cannot wait to get into it. I'm your host, Tyler French, and let's get this party started in three, two, one. What's happening, everybody? Once again, I am your host, Tyler French, and you are listening to Semi-Relatable Content. All right, so I'm actually really excited for this episode today. This was something that I've been wanting to talk about for um, a couple weeks now, but I haven't gotten around to it until just now. So buckle up, and here we go. So a couple weeks ago, I had gotten text messages uh, separately, individually, from both my brother-in-law and my sister about this uh this personality test that they had both taken and they both wanted me to try and um I felt really bad because my brother-in-law asked me first and I I told him that I was going to do it with you know full intentions to do it and then I believe I was on my way to work and then I I had my shift I worked my shift that day and I just completely forgot about it it went you know, completely out of my brain, and uh, a little over a week later, my sister told me about the same test, and I it clicked, and uh, I remembered that I was supposed to take it earlier uh, and tell my brother-in-law, and I and I completely forgot. But um, no, it's called the I'm probably mispronouncing this horribly, but it's called the en- Enneagram Enneagram E N N E A Gram personality test. And this was actually a really fun test to take. I was a little skeptical at first because I was thinking, you know, oh, okay, it's probably going to tell me, like, you know, this is how you are, this is how you are, and it was just going to be a little brief paragraph and not really tell you a whole lot about a lot of things. But it actually produced quite a few, um, at, like, very accurate results about me. Like, I couldn't believe how accurate this test was. And... This, by the way, this is not like a uh, sponsored or like a product placement for this test or whatever. Like they have no idea that I'm talking about this right now. It'd be really cool if they did. Maybe they could sponsor me next episode. That'd be awesome. <laughs> but um, but no, this is just a really fun test that I took, and I wanted to share it with you guys and uh, go over the results of it for me, and maybe y'all could take this and maybe find out a little bit more about yourself as well. Uh, so getting right into it, um. What this test is, is it takes roughly 10 minutes to complete. Um, I don't know how many questions it was, but it's basically, it asks you a bunch of questions about your habits, um, emotions, things like that, and it, it asks you to answer each question. Basically, it's kind of the same as a lot of personality tests or other things where it's, uh, you know, kind of like the strongly disagree, neutral, strongly agree, or... Uh, you know, not very much like me, neutral, very much like me, kind of kind of that same format. And so when I took this one, it it's unique in the way that there are nine types of personalities according to this test. 
and it gives you a percentage of how you well you match with each personality type um all based out of 100 and it's not where like the entirety like the entirety of the 9 adds up to 100 it's where like for instance um let's see i'm mainly a type 2 which i'll get into in a second but like i am a 74% match for type 2 uh, 64% for type 3, 65% type 4, all the way down to, to, uh, to type 9. And so, I wanted to get into the results of this test a little bit and just share, uh, share some of it and, and see how many of this relates to you all. But, like, again, I cannot believe how accurate this one was for me. Like, it was, it was a little scary, honestly. But, um, basically, so... Actually, what I'm going to do is, and another thing is it, it gives you a brief, like, couple sentences description of what you are, but then each type has a clickable link that once you click on it, it takes you to a separate page, and then it lists a whole bunch of, of other details, and, and it's more descriptive of, of your personality type according to how you tested, and... Getting into mine, so I tested most positively, or not most positively, the one that I matched with the most uh, was type 2, and type 2 people are labeled the giver, the giver's people, and of course when I first saw that, the first thing that came in my mind was the book, the giver, I don't know if y'all remember high school summer reading about the giver, I think that was the one where, uh, yeah, I remember that right, everything was black and white, and then the kid was able to see colors for the first time in a while or something. I don't know. It's been a long time since I read that book. Um, but I wanted to get into uh, the results of this. Each type has a bunch of subsections. And this first one is defining characteristics of a type 2. Uh, examples of some of these characteristics are caring and gentle, uh, nurturing and patient, warm smile and eyes, and things along those lines. And that was fairly fairly true for me. I'm not trying to sound like I'm bragging here, but um, I've been told quite frequently, um, of course, by family, because, you know, we have to say it. They're my family. Um, but friends as well, and, and even the occasional stranger. Um, but that, that my smile does... Um, tend to make other people smile, and, uh, my eyes are warm, I guess? I don't know how you describe eyes, but I've been fortunate with my eye colors. I got the good genes. I don't, <laughs> I don't know which one I got them from, uh, which side of the family I got them from, but my eyes change colors, actually, um, between blue and green, depending, I don't know if it's depending on my mood or you know, the specific day, or if it's just random, I'm not really sure, I might have to look into that, or see if there's other people that have that, but I always thought that was really cool, that my, my eye color can change, um, between two colors, which I, I never knew growing up that was possible until I saw mine do it, and I've met a few other people that have, um, that have experienced that as well, and so I always thought that was really cool, but, um, no, back to the defining characteristics of that, like, the caring and gentle, like, I probably am one of the most caring people that I know of. I don't know if that sounds conceited, but 
um, that kind of hit the nail on the head for me because I'm always putting people's like I what I always how I, how do I want to say this? I always put other people's needs over my own, and I always put people's emotions over my own, which can be a bad thing, but. I just always want to help people out, and if I can help someone feel better, even though I'm not feeling all right, then I'm that'll that might help me feel better, knowing that I'm helping someone else feel better, if that makes sense. But um, moving on to the next subsection, it says, "What are uh, givers like?" And so this would be different depending on what personality type that you tested. But for me, basically, the gist of what this subsection says is um, I'm seen as a, or, okay, I won't say I'm, I'll say type twos like me. So type twos are a good source of encouragement and a good shoulder to cry on, which I feel like is very true. I'm always open to listen to anybody um, free of judgment, as is evident on this podcast from the, the intro, but I am always willing to talk to people and and you can vent, you can rant, you can, uh, you know, tell me about your day, good or bad, something that's going on in your life, something that you wish was going on in your life, something that was going on in someone else's life, whatever the case is, I'm always available to talk uh, to anyone. And I'm always here for people, especially if you're upset and you just need, like I said, to, to cry about something or just, or just let anger out, let emotions out or whatever. I'm here to soak all of that up and make sure that you have an outlet on whatever it is in case you don't have someone either at the moment or in general that you can that you can rely on or or tell someone anything that you need like I'm always that person that that people can come to um whether people know that or not I hope that everyone does but now you definitely know so if anyone ever needs anything just feel free I'm always open to listen. Um, and then what goes along with that is type twos themselves are very open about things in general, which is also true with me. I'm an open book. As long as I feel like I can trust whoever I'm telling, whatever information that it is, I have no problem sharing it because I love to get other people's input and thought processes on whatever it is that I, that I want to discuss. Um, because I've had my mind changed quite a lot depending on who I'm talking to and what their point of view was. And, you know, having to step back and think of it as from an outsider's perspective can be really helpful and actually kind of, kind of cleansing in a way, um, given the situation. Um, let's see under this one as well, it says type twos. (laughs) This is one that I, I didn't really agree with, but it says usually open and type twos are normally popular. I still don't consider myself to be, to be a popular kid. Yes, I do have, um, what I would like to say quite a few friends. Um, the term popular, it just, it kind of goes to like kind of, kind of a negative association just because of like Hollywood and just TV in general and things like that, like, you know, you see it on the screens, the popular kids, I'm doing air quotes here, the popular kids are always like the ones that are kind of, kind of jerks and, you know, they think they're better than everyone else because they've got a lot of friends and all that. And so I've just never really considered myself popular because I've never like used 
I guess you would say, popularity to put others down or look down on others, if that makes sense. Um, but, like, yeah, there's some stuff that I disagreed on with this, but this overall, like, nine, a, a solid 95% of all of these results I, I definitely agreed with. Um, but moving on to the next subsection, it's what are the giver's core values? And again, this changes depending on what personality type you have, uh, according to this test. But um, some of the core values of this, and some of these kind of interlock with each other. They kind of go hand in hand. But one of them was, um, let's see if I can find it here. One of the giver's core values is to constantly want to improve others' moods, or their days, or their lives, or things like that. And for those of you who know me, that's what I always try to do, is I always want everyone around me, especially my friends, to have the best time, regardless of the, the duration of time, possible. And I'll do whatever I can personally to make sure that that happens, regardless of if it's early, if it's late, if it causes me harm, or causes me stress like that, you know, again, that's probably not a very healthy mindset, but that I, I always put myself on a kind of on the back burner to make sure that I can do whatever I can to, to help whoever it is that, that I can. Um, another core value is wanting to spend quality time with your loved ones, which I feel like is very important. And that's definitely something that I relate to. My parents were actually just here uh, two nights ago, and they drove down for the night, took me out to dinner, and then we, well, we were supposed to grab lunch, but it timing didn't work out the next morning, yesterday morning, actually. But um, we got to spend time together, and it's always nice seeing my parents, especially living two hours away, which I know doesn't sound like a real f far trip, like you can easily make a day trip. Uh, in the morning, spend six to eight hours, and then drive home, but with all three of us having work, and I've got school on top of that, and it, it gets busy. I don't get to visit home as, as often as I'd like. I honestly don't remember the last time I visited home. It's probably been since July, and this is October now, um, so it, it's been a hot minute, and I know that my parents don't get to come down as often as they want, because you know, they've got a dog they need to take care of, and um, there's other stuff going on in, in, uh, in everyone's personal life. But when we do get to hang together, and I do get to see them, it's always it's always really nice and makes me thankful that, you know, I am only two hours away and that I do get to see them when I do, because I know some people that don't get to see their parents even as often as I do. Um, and so I don't take that for granted one bit. Um, and that doesn't that doesn't apply to just parents and, and family loved ones is literally just anybody that you f you feel like a deep connection with uh, friends, coworkers, people, you know, whoever. Um, and, and spending time with them is a real. is a real like positive force in my life and, and in other people's lives um, and in other type two's lives, uh, according to these results. Um this one I wasn't really sure how to interpret, but it's under the same core values. But it reads, kindness and reciprocity are the guiding values for their decisions. And that one I, I, I half agree with because I know that if, like, 
people aren't going to want to search for your help if you're always looking for something in return. Um, I know that's not always the case, but like I, I try to help people regardless. It, I will say it. That person would do the same for me. Um, if the, I don't want to say opportunity, but if something came up where it, it needed to be, um, I guess kind of like, you know, reciprocated the reciprocity factor of that. But I don't know. That one was, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of neutral on that one because like I said, I, I don't help people with the mindset of, well, you owe me now because I did this for you. Um, and, and, you know, that, that kind of mindset, which is not a, a very healthy one, I don't believe. But, um, so moving on to the next subsection is how can I recognize a type two? And this was one, this was probably the one subsection where it, this probably fits other people who, who tested like this, but this one just didn't personally fit me, I don't believe. But one of these is uh, type 2s possess a strong aura of approachability. And that is not me in the slightest. <laughs> Especially if I'm walking around campus. I've been told so many times that I look so angry when I'm walking across campus to class. And I don't mean to. Most of the time, I'm just, you know, listening to music, walking to class. But especially if I have my sunglasses on, you know, I just have that straight face, stale face, like I'm looking straight ahead. And apparently that makes me look super angry. And I'm sorry to anyone that ever wanted to come up to me, but, but we're afraid to. And, and it's, it's happened at work too. I actually, one of, um, one of my coworkers the other night, she was saying, cause, um, I went out the other night to, uh, to this country club that I've been going to for a few years now. And, and I went out with another coworker of mine and coworker walked up and, and she looked at me and she was like, Hey Tyler, how come you're not always this happy when you're at work? And I kind of laughed and I made that, you know, kind of sarcastic remark, but I feel like everyone would say this. It's just like, well, it's cause I'm at work <laughs> and we all just kind of laughed. And I was and she was like, well, you always, you know, you don't really talk to anyone. You kind of just look like you don't want to be there and don't really want to interact with anyone. And 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 to an extent, she's kind of right. But at the same time, it really just depends on who I'm working with. Um, and I feel like that's the case for everyone. You definitely have your days where if you're working with your, your best friends or people that you get along with, of course, you're going to be more upbeat and, you know, looking more like you would outside of a work setting. And then you have those days where, you know, you just want to go to work, do what you have to do, and then go home and just kind of not be bothered by anyone. And that's that's all right, too. You know, it all depends on, on the day and and things like that. But I just thought it was really funny that, you know, it basically was like, I have two personalities, work and social. But, um, no, I try to, I, you know, I told her that, you know, I'm usually more, you know, like this outside of work. You know, I tend to be more upbeat and and doing all of all this fun stuff and whatnot. But um, yeah. Anyway, I think we're at the last subsection of these results here. So this is what are type twos like under different levels of health. 
and it says at healthy levels, at average levels, and that and at unhealthy levels. And let's see, I didn't really read through these the other day. I was kind of skimming this. But at the healthy levels, it's basically saying that um, type 2s, and this one I agreed with, type 2s feel fulfilled by giving out love. And they're comfortable with their own needs um, with or without a healthy, you know, give or take balance. Um, they're like, they're very, type 2s are very understanding of situations of certain people. Um, the only part of this that I kind of struggled with a little bit was type 2s recognize their own self-worth. And that's something that I'm still to this day kind of struggling with is kind of accepting who I am and how I am. Um, I'm definitely working on it. And it, there are days where, you know, I, I wonder if what I'm like is good in a way or right or if I need to change something or, you know, just those days where I'm feeling down, feeling bad about myself. But um, then I remember that I have friends that I can talk to and that'll help build me up and my family will do the same and, and, you know, bring me back up to, to where I should be. And that's, that's really helpful. And it has gotten me through a lot. And then at the, it says when you're at an average level, so this is kind of a day where, you know, you're kind of just like hanging out, you know, you're not in a bad mood, but you're not necessarily in a good mood, like a, like a super positive mood either. You're kind of just there. I guess like it's, it's just, it's just a day. You're just going throughout your day. Um, this one was really true. It's type twos constantly seek ways to feel important, uh, to others, which is very true. I'm constantly asking for, you know, reassurance on things or, you know, just making sure like, Hey, is everything all right? You know, are we cool? You know, did I, is there something I said or something I can do to change anything or make things better? You know, things like that. Um, the last one here actually struck me pretty good is type twos appraisal of others, especially those they truly care about. And that one, like ding, 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 bingo, here you go, prize. Like this is super accurate for me. Like I cannot express how much I'm constantly double checking, triple checking, quadruple checking, like Hey, you know, did I do a good job? Am I doing okay? Is this right? Is this wrong? Especially those who I'm closest with and those who I really care about because their opinions are the ones that matter to me the most. And I want to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm being the best person that I can be either for myself or for or for anybody else. And sometimes I can be a little bit of a toxic trait I've started to realize where it some people kind of distance themselves a little bit because they feel like no matter what they say or do to me that I will always second guess it and in a sense that's kind of true but that's just how my brain works and I don't really know if there's much about that that I can fix um but this last one here is the unhealthy levels this one it this one got like really deep and like really personal and I was like geez this is kind of aggressive for a personality test result um, and this one, I, I kind of agree somewhat. I would change a lot in my personal opinion about this. If it were to fit me again, this might fit other people 100%. It might fit you 0%, but basically this 
kind of saying type twos sometimes when they're really down, really depressed, can fall into a pit of self-despair and criticism and they try to be they try to gain control by becoming clingy or overbearing and unfortunately I can attest to that and uh the moment um I only wish I had taken this test sooner and and realized that was the path that I was going down and something could have changed but um you know the past is the past I just got to learn from my mistakes and and just keep my head up and keep going um this one I didn't really agree with it says type 2s when they get like this tend to play the victim card in order to gain sympathy and reassurance I I hope I don't do that I don't know if other people believe I do that it's never the intention um I know sometimes wordings or actions can make it seem that way, I guess, either with me or anybody, but that's never my intention, is to play the victim card on purpose. Um, I know some people who do that, even in the most dire situations where that's just, like, X, not okay, like, Control-Alt-Delete, can't believe you did that. Um, and then this one... Again, this last one hit really hard. Is that unhealthy levels... I'm going to read this last sentence in its entirety because this really, really hit hard. And if this hits others as well, I want you to know that you're not alone and that I'm like... I feel like this too. But this says, Type 2s base their self-worth on the opinions of those they've helped. And if received with criticism, they will wallow in despair and develop various forms of physical illness such as aches, fevers, and nausea. And again, that last part, if received with criticism, they will wallow in despair and develop various forms of physical illness, such as aches, fevers, and nausea. And unfortunately, that is very accurate when it comes to me. I My parents have told me this before, and it can be a good and a bad thing, but I when I'm interested in in someone or something, I put everything into it. I put my heart completely on the line. I put everything on the line for it. And if something goes bad or if I get criticized or whatever, I take it very, very personally. And a lot of times it completely shatters my... It can shatter my day, my week, my month, whatever it is. And a lot of those times it's true. I don't, I don't feel like eating. I don't feel like getting up or getting out of bed or off the couch or showering or whatever it is. And I just want to sit there all day, you know, doing whatever I can to, to try to make the pain go away. And sometimes it's hard. It, I take that back. A lot of times it's hard. But, again, I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to not let every little thing or major thing affect me so deeply because at the end of the day, you know, something, depending on what it is, it, if it only takes up 10 seconds of your day, then you should only let it affect you for 10 more seconds. That's probably not true at all. I just made that off the top of my head. Again, that's something very little. Like, you know, say you get a parking ticket. 
oh no, I got a parking ticket. Man, this sucks. I'm going to have to pay for this. And, you know, I was late and this and that. All right, well, you know, it's whatever. I'll just figure out what to do. And, you know, 10 seconds gone, that's it. And, but, you know, every situation is different. There's, there's different, um, levels of, of these types of things and, and all of that varies. But, uh, basically that was the results of my own Enneagram, 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 some kind of gram, Teddy Graham for whatever the case is, uh, personality test. And I wanted to share. That was really cool. If you want to take it yourself, just go on Google and just type in Enneagram personality test. And I believe it's either the second or third link. Um, it's E N N E A and then Graham and then just personality test. I also believe there's an app for it on, on your phone if you wanted to do it that way as well, but it's super short, super simple, takes less than 10 minutes. I took it maybe five, six minutes. Um, and, it, and it's fairly accurate. It lays out everything nice and neat. It's very organized. Um, highly recommend it. It's probably one of my favorite personality tests that I've taken because it was actually uh, intuitive and, and helpful. And and it, um, it went in depth about things, which I thought was really cool and really interesting. Um, before I wrap up this episode, I didn't even realize until after I recorded last episode that I had forgotten to answer the last two truths and a lie that I did at the end of episode three, I believe. So I wanted to do that real quick um, before I go. So just to give everyone a reminder of what the two truths and a lie options were, it was number one, I had surgery when I was four years old. Number two, I had two birds named after fruits. And number three, I used to want to join the military. And the lie was number three. I have never wanted to join the military, which is very strange considering my family. And I'm actually the first male, I believe, on both sides of my family in a good number of generations that isn't doing the military. Because my dad was in the Air Force. My grandpa, his dad, was in... Oh, I really hope I don't mess this up. The Navy? Oh, my dad's going to kill me if I get that wrong. Um, but my papa was in the military. Um, actually, I don't think my uncle was. I don't think he joined the military. So I'm not... Okay, I'm one of the only males uh, in recent generations that hasn't. But even back then, my family is very much a military family. And um, I thankfully didn't have to travel around, like, moving from place to place uh, growing up, because by the time I was born, my dad had already finished his, his, I guess, traveling portion, or, like, being deployed portion of the military. By the time I was born and growing up, the, I think the farthest he had to go was just across the country for, like, a weekend or a week at a time, um, and it was never really that often, uh, which I which I was you know looking back fortunate for, um, but the two truths I did have surgery uh, when I was four years old. I had a hernia. I'm not sure how you get one at four years old. I don't know what I was doing at four years old to result in that, but um, I did have surgery, and that is actually 
the only major surgery I believe I've had, unless you count wisdom teeth surgery as a major one, which I don't really think it is because, you know, I feel like a major surgery is something that not everybody has, and a lot of people have wisdom teeth taken out. But um, that was a mess. They So for those of you who haven't gotten your wisdom teeth out, or maybe this is similar to your story, basically the, the dentist sends you home with a bunch of pills that you're supposed to take before you come in to numb you and then essentially knock you out. Um, at least in my case, because I needed all four removed. So they were like, we're going to put you under. And I was like, thank you. Um, but what happened was I took all of my pills that I needed before we left. And of course, on the way there, I was very loopy and like, ha ha ha, like, you know, hit my head against the window on accident or whatever. And then when we got there, I guess no one told the operating or the person operating on me that I had already taken the medicine. So they gave me the exact same dosage. And basically I took twice or I took two times more than what I was supposed to. And I remember specifically waking up in the middle of them taking my teeth out, throwing up and then immediately falling back to sleep. And I do remember throwing back up in the car on the way home and all of that, just because they had essentially overdosed me. Um, on the medicine, and of course, you're not supposed to eat, I think, for 12, I think it's anywhere from 12 to 24 hours um, beforehand, so, you know, double the medication that you're supposed to on an empty stomach, so that wasn't a really pleasant experience, but the other truth, uh, I did have two birds named after fruits, I had two parakeets growing up, one was named Kiwi, and the other was named Mango, I don't remember how Kiwi got his name, I do remember my mom telling me that I named Mango when I was young, and apparently she asked what I wanted to name him, and apparently, for some reason, Mango was the first word out of my mouth. Or maybe the sound that I made sounded like Mango. But we had those birds, I want to say, for a little over 10 years. And, or maybe even longer than that. But they've both been gone for probably five or six years now or so um and they went they went quick after each other i think from because i know a lot of animals can actually die from like broken hearts if they're with another animal for so long because i i think kiwi died first and i don't remember how that happened i remember coming home from school one day and they were both you know chirping flying around the cage perfectly fine i came home did my homework and then i went down the street to play with my friends and then I came home a couple hours later, and the sheet was over the, the cage, and, and I asked my parents, I was like, well, what's going on? It's not it's not nighttime yet. It, the sun's still out. And, you know, they told me that they came home from work, and Kiwi was just on the bottom of the cage, dead as a doornail. And then, I don't think, two weeks later, the exact same thing happened to Mango, where I got home from school, he was perfectly fine, and then, you know, just couple hours went by and he had the same ending and they both just kind of came out of nowhere we we you know we were feeding them the same thing they hadn't hurt themselves in any way that we saw um they never attacked each other so it was weird after they after they passed um because you know after over 10 years of hearing them chirp and and fly around and all that it was it was eerily quiet in the house and I don't know if I could have bird. I could probably have pet birds now, 
or you know in the future but thinking back like yeah i miss them i still miss them you know i go to pet stores and anytime i see them i take a picture or show someone i'm like oh look i used to have birds just like this um but that was the the two truths and a lie i apologize for those of you who are so eager to 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 know um that answer but that is basically it that i wanted to to talk about today um again if you want to take that personality test and if you do take it let me know what you have and i'd love to i'd love to see what you got and and uh, maybe we can share some similarities or, or talk about some differences that we had or see how accurate things were or whatnot but uh I believe that's it for today, so thank you all for listening, and I will see you all on the next episode.